0: Miracy.
1: Having this type of structure for our students, our clients, is really, really helpful. It does them a favor. It's like, okay, 10 minutes left in this writing party, get your introduction done, because then we're moving on.
0: Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda-Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters, and I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Miracy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive deep into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we look at a highly structured strategy that's focused on the Immense value to clients and students of completion. We're talking hands on, get it done in a weekend events. Our guest is Donna Kozik, who to my mind is the very first in the industry to create this type of event with her Write a Book in a Weekend program. She now leads five different in a weekend programs and has more up her sleeves. She also has a Done for You publishing program, and whether DIY or DFY, her mission is. Let's get you published. Welcome to Donna and let's jump right into our conversation.
1: Well, things weren't going so great for me in uh, the fall (laughs) of 2008. In fact, I had printed out the bankruptcy papers, I was in the grocery store. And I was looking at the cans of cat food on the shelf, and I was wondering, how many cans can I afford to get to feed my cats this weekend? I was down to pennies. That's a
0: desperate place to be.
1: There really was. But desperation can cause us to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to try something. I had been giving the online business a try, and it just didn't seem to be working, I was trying to show people how to write and publish a book, but I really didn't have a system for it or anything like that. I was talking to my coach and he said, well, why don't you start a Facebook group and call it, I don't know, write a book in a weekend or something. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. I had a member join and she messaged me and said, Donna, I'm ready to write my book this weekend. What do I do? I started thinking about it. What would I have her do to actually write a book in a weekend? And so my mind kind of went to work on it. So I said, I'm going to have this virtual event and I'm going to show people how to write a short and powerful book that they can get done in a weekend. Something that's kind of more modest in content, meaningful in message is the way I positioned it. I had fun actually putting it together and I'm like, well, let's see if anybody buys this. And I put it out there and I had 70 people buy it for 99 bucks each. And that really? was huge. I was like, oh my gosh, Aww. this really works. <laughs> I had another weekend. It, that was September of 2008. I did another one in October, one in November. In January, I did one and I had my first $10,000 month. I crossed six figures in June of that year and I haven't looked back. My day I will never forget is when I was in the grocery store and I'm looking at that cat food and I'm like, I need to take my arm and sweep it across the shelf. Mm-hmm. I had plenty of money. I could buy all the cat food I wanted.
0: That's really meaningful, though. I mean, yeah. it's a real tangible evidence of well being and of success. So, you did write a book in a weekend events for many years. I think, before you created another In A Weekend event. Can you talk about that transition?
1: I was all excited about my first Mm. writing book in a weekend. And then I did another one. And I said to my coach, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Promote your book in a weekend. And he said, if you (laughs) do that, I will kill you. And he's like, (laughs) you have... Barely scratched the surface with this write a book in a weekend thing. He's like, keep it up for a while, and then uh-huh. see what happens. And so that's what I did. I only did write a book in a weekend. I did six a year for about four years, and then I expanded it to Kindle ebook in a weekend. Mm. And then I'm a big proponent of using that book as a what I call a big business card to get clients or get leads for your business. So part of that is having a call to action in your book where you ask people to go and download a freebie. So then I started Freebie in a Weekend to show people how to create that freebie.
0: So now you're up to, I think, five in a weekend type events.
1: I can't help myself, uh, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) People need to get things done and weekends are a great way of doing it. I was going to ask
0: you why they're so successful, but that makes sense.
1: I did a website in a weekend from 2010, and I recently did another one of those. And then I did podcast in a weekend to show people how to get started doing a podcast.
0: I copied the idea, and I did e in a weekend. And that was a really fun event. People really got a lot out of it. They got their newsletters started, which for a lot of people is a really hard thing to do. And so I'm just testifying to the value of those kinds of events. Do you think that in a weekend event, similar to the ones that you run, do you think that everyone can do them? Talk to us a little bit about how you see other people utilizing that strategy for themselves.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that anybody could do them. And I think, first of all, your clients would uh, love it because they'd be able to accomplish something in the weekend. I think it's a good model for people who want to see their clients move forward in things.
2: So you've been kind of touching on different elements of the weekend. Could you walk us through, like, what does a weekend look like? How does it work?
1: So what I do is I have some orientation calls prior to the weekend itself. One is an orientation, let everybody know this is the way it works. And then also I want you to think of your vision of what you want to accomplish in the weekend Let's talk about your message. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how we can make it what I call an inch wide, mile deep so you can get a book done in a weekend. Then I have the On Your Mark call, the Wednesday prior to the weekend. I try to match the participants with a type of book structure. And then Mm -hmm. on Saturday morning, we start with the introduction because no matter what structure you pick, you have an introduction for your book. Then on Saturday afternoon, We fill in that structure a little bit more with a uh, outline and some fast drafts. And then the idea to get like one chapter, pretty much 80% done. And then on Sunday afternoon, we talk titles for the book and then uh, some of that publishing information about like, here's what comes next. Then we have a celebration call and our what happens on Monday morning, our next steps call on Sunday afternoon.
0: So you're pretty much on. The whole weekend.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But you can imagine I've done over a hundred of these weekends. Mm -hmm. I have email templates all set up. I set up reminders. I have uh, my whole system in place for putting up the replays and doing the recordings and stuff like that.
0: Other than just being present, it doesn't
2: take a lot of your time.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
2: Uh, To be honest, when I heard you were saying, write a book in a weekend, it's like, that sounds great. I've been working on a book for a while now. It would be awesome if it was done in the weekend. But the level of chunking down, of handholding that you're providing is essentially allowing people to get it done or get as much as possible done in that short time frame.
1: Exactly. It's a combination. Sometimes I hold your hand. Sometimes I kick your butt. I have found, and I'm certain a lot of people who are listening have found this as well. When you're working with clients, they tend to sometimes overcomplicate things or mm-hmm. to go off into tangents, to go rogue. I give some tips for like, here's how not to write a book in a weekend. And one of them is like, don't all of a sudden go rogue. Don't all of a sudden decide you're gonna write war and peace. Stay with me on this path, stick with me and we can get a book done. You don't wanna think like you're writing the book of your life, You know, a legacy book. We're looking to get a book done it's like learning to ride a bicycle. Once you know the process, how to do it, then you can repeat it and write longer books if you wish. I love that. Having this type of structure for our students, our clients is really, really helpful. It does them a favor. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're children, but we all know how when you're working with children, when you give them 10 minutes to bedtime and okay, five minutes, start picking up your toys. It's similar to what I do. It's like, okay, 10 minutes left in this writing party, get your introduction done because then we're moving on. Do you have
0: like a Facebook group or any way for people who are attending a specific in a weekend event to communicate with each other? How do you handle that?
1: As far as the weekend goes, I don't encourage a lot of that because I want them to be working on their book.
2: Good point. (laughs) Something interesting turned out that the weekends also led to private clients. So it sounds like it's a lead generator for you for higher tiers of products.
1: It is, yes. I really try to make things complete, but there are some people who are more done with you or done for you rather than DIY. So I have a publishing incubator. If you still need some more time to work on this book, we extend them over six months. So then you can get that manuscript done, hopefully in that uh, period of time. If not, you can extend it. I just never want to leave anybody high and dry.
0: It sounds like you could even chunk down further your your write a book in a weekend. You could do a how-to in a weekend. You could do a quote book in a weekend. I'm not saying that you would, but it's just interesting how much further down you can chunk things so that people really have the experience of creating something very cool and it being done.
1: You are so right, Linda. In fact, I've thought of that, but there's only so many weekends a year. (laughs) (laughs) And then by the time you mark off, you know, Super Bowl weekend and different holiday weekends, that number dwindles a little bit.
0: Who would be a good candidate and who would not be a good candidate for creating an in a weekend type of event?
1: If you do a lot of deep work With your clients, where everybody can be emotionally fragile, probably not a good idea. Also, if your clients tend to like to do things on their own time and not at a time where you tell them to show up, then that also probably would not be a good model for you.
0: Could a fitness coach do in a weekend? Could a career coach do like brainstorm some ideas of what might work as an in a weekend kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I think a fitness coach would be a perfect model for this because a lot about working with a fitness coach is getting started and making a plan and seeing what's possible. Creating a menu plan in a weekend for a health coach.
0: Resume in a weekend.
1: Absolutely. Or like get that promotion in a weekend.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like if you can find a thing that can be complete and completed in a weekend, then it could work.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: Is there a place where you would see people getting stuck as they're kind of starting to map this out and create an in the weekend experience for their own business?
1: Well, a couple of things. I think that one is don't try to take on too much. Smaller is better for what you want people to accomplish. Also be flexible in your approach. Mm be willing to kind of change things up, even during the weekend. I think those would probably be the two biggest things for success.
0: It sounds to me like a lot of any kind of training and informational aspects of the In A Weekend event are actually delivered in advance of the weekend. Is that accurate?
1: No, no, I do them during the Mm, weekend because nobody watches that stuff beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like really simple PowerPoints. I think the closer you have the training to the actual doing, and most teachers would probably tell you this, is better.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. As you went through the process of creating your events and and your your business based on these events, was there anything that was really surprising to you?
1: I was shocked at the group energy and how Mm -hmm. that almost became a component of the weekend. That group energy, that connection, but that potential, that possibility of what is being created, and we are doing this here together, just incredible. It's nothing I anticipated, and it's something I look forward to every time I do one of my weekends.
0: So let's talk. You can probably tell how much I love this model by the fact that I copied Donna's idea and created my first easing in a weekend program. I actually think it's genius. And if the model works for you, it's of immense service to your clients. Everyone loves the fact and the feeling of completion, and we need it to keep moving forward in our business. Thank you very much to Donna for sharing all that detail on the strategy that blew her own business up and can yours. Be sure to get Donna's gift to you. It's a free book planner that will help you get on the author profit path along with guidance to create a power outline and writing and revision tips. You'll find it at blowingup.rocks forward slash Donna. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Donna.
2: This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lam is our managing producer and Danny Eney, our executive producer. Post-production is by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
3: Miracy.
0: I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility.
3: I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years' experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity.
0: I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think, and they're afraid. They were Honest to God, afraid to tell me things.
3: It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at, like, you know, my fears, going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees.
0: One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? and that makes people's jobs more purposeful, and people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing.
2: You know, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals, and I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, that was definitely a journey.
3: I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys.
2: And you asked me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.